morning from Skift. It's Tuesday, December 15th in New York City. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade's learning experience is curated from their vast library of exclusive content and customizes to fit your investing goals and interests. Get started at tdameritrade.com education. And now, here's what you need to know about the business of travel today. Travel may start to rebound in the months ahead as effective COVID vaccines are distributed and administered. That should mean the airline industry can breathe a sigh of relief, but not so fast, the industry says. More government aid is needed to bridge the gap between now and when consumers start to travel in significant numbers, writes Airline Weekly editor Madhu Unikrishnan. Governments around the world have stepped up during the crisis to the tune of $173 billion to airlines since the pandemic began, the International Air Transport Association said. Aid has taken a variety of forms, from direct cash infusions, loans, payroll support, and subsidies for operating essential routes. But the association noted aid has been uneven around the world. Some governments, like Singapore, lavished financial support to airlines. Governments in Europe, the Middle East, Asia, and North America, most recently in Canada, have offered various degrees of support. Others, like those in Latin America, have not given much at all. There is a lingering sense in the region that air travel is the preserve of the rich and therefore not as deserving of government support as other sectors. Interesting debates that will no doubt reshape the competitive landscape post-COVID. Next, the pandemic has drawn governments' worldwide attention to the need to track the visitors crossing their borders for more than immigration and security reasons. Yet many governments have decades-old technology and lack the flexibility to ingest new data sources such as medical information. Many nations also lack the latest techniques for verifying people's identities. Senior travel tech editor Sean O'Neill writes that one factor holding up progress has been a delay in agreement on the best standards to put in place. Questions abound. Should border control agencies identify people using a thermal infrared image, which analyzes a face's heat signature for a pattern for recognition? This technology might work well in low-light conditions like a land border at dusk, but objects like eyeglasses might throw off sensors at a drive-through checkpoint, one report noted. Finally, opportunistic investors amassed millions, if not billions, of dollars in dry powder capital since the Great Recession to deploy on investment opportunities during the next economic downturn, writes hospitality reporter Cameron Sparrance. The coronavirus pandemic presented that long-awaited downturn, and the hotel industry is poised to be the source of many distressed sales, except perhaps in ski resort markets. Given all the bells and whistles these resorts offer in terms of drive-to-travel and being able to sustain their performance in a pretty meaningful way, I don't know what would incentivize an owner to sell because they're not in a position where it's that bad, said Julie Purnell, managing director with CBRE Hotels Advisory. Colorado ski resorts had a better October in the middle of a global pandemic than they did in 2019 largely due to domestic travelers favoring outdoor-focused resorts and drive-to markets. Leaders at companies like Four Seasons and Marriott point to properties in mountain resorts as some of their best-performing assets during the year so far. For more travel stories, head to skift.com. To find these stories and more insight into the business of travel, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. 